Hello and welcome to the Future Tribe podcast. Each week we'll be talking about getting things done. We'll talk to people who've built up their businesses, pulled off amazing projects and cover everything from psychology and strategy to the tips and tricks that will help make your dream a reality. We're the podcast that's all about empowering the optimists and the go-getters. I'm your host, Jermaine Muller. You're listening to the Future Tribe podcast and this episode is just getting started. Hi again, everyone. And on today's episode, um, I've got David Evans. Um, let's start with just saying hello, David. How are you going today? Well, thanks, Jermaine. Thanks for having me here. Looking forward to this. No worries. Um, so let's get started with uh, what you do, David. What do I do? I like to help people save time and really help them take the first steps into into building wealth. So really, okay. it's... it's, it's so would you say you're, is it, is it finance, accounting? Uh, what's your background? How, how did you get here? A chartered accountancy background. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've worked in banking roles. I've worked in senior management roles. Now I work mainly with small business and individuals in terms of developing small business and personal budgets. Okay. So give me an idea of kind of your experience and what, what led you to where you are now. So at the moment now you're working with small business, medium business. Is that kind of your uh, area that you're working in? Yes, it is. Yeah, I spent quite a bit of time working with the business enterprise centres around, well, main, mainly in Queanbeyan, but mm-hmm. have gone further afield. Also, um, drought assistance budgeting services with the Department of Primary Industries at times under contracts with them to sit down with families that are really suffering, suffering financial stress on the farm and realising that the household has to carry the farm through. So it's very much getting the household budget right. Okay. So... And, and before that, you were, so you were in the corporate space and then slowly, I guess, made your way to the smaller, small business, the more individual kind of level stuff. Is yes. accurate? Yes. Okay. In, the corporate, in the corporate space, in the consumer, in the consumer products, almost fast moving consumer goods. Okay. So what, 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 are there any uh, brands that you worked with that we'd be aware of? The first, the first of those I worked with when I was actually living overseas operating in the international level of working with Speedo, Speedo Swimwear, mm-hmm. which was quite an exciting time. Um, that was actually the financial controller role for Speedo International. Okay. Looking after licenses and the royalties from all around the world, getting yeah. the designs out, making sure the licenses were in place, and later on having an operational role developing Speedo through South America, signing up licensees through South America. Okay. Wow. So you've had a lot of experience um over the years then um if you don't mind me asking how old are you now i'm nearly 60 no wow you don't you don't look that that old um so how 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 long's your working career been in, in this space in the finance space or the, the money space in the money space it really all well, i started a bachelor of commerce from university of new south wales and chartered accountancy so i i started as an auditor then worked into indirect taxes mm-hmm Quite a bit of time with 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 GST or the European equivalents, the VATs, which is adding adding your extra value to a to a product or a service and charging the tax on that and passing it through. So that was really from the very early eighties through to now, either at the, the corporate level, mm-hmm. in company management, in the banking level, in lending. Sure. Um, so you worked to- over overseas for a while, and now you're. In, you're not in Canberra, are you? You're, you're in, in the region, but you're in 
Uh, you were yeah, in, I live, live near Braidwood, which we've been out there for about 14 years, and we lived in Canberra for about six years before that, before we moved back from overseas. Okay, sure. My wife's, my wife's from Canberra. We came back to back to Canberra. We moved back from overseas. And we've been in the region since. Yeah, nice. So, um, talking about your back back to your focus now. So now you're working in sort of the small medium business, individual sort of space. Um, what drove that that change, and what are you looking to do in that space now? What 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 are your what are your hopes, goals, and what I what I want to what I want to achieve now is actually to build a, a very good web based web based business that will allow me to sell a to deliver or to provide a good suite of, of budgeting products for individuals and to be able to run the business to spend to spend more time at home rather than having to go to an office and come back to an office and come back to actually spend more time at home to be able to promote the products with podcasts mm-hmm. and look up people that way i'm happy still happy to pick up the phone if somebody has some questions that i haven't answered on a, on a frequently asked questions list mm-hmm. I, certainly don't, I certainly don't want to lose contact with with people that i've worked with that this is just a better way at this stage to get the product out to more people and to be able to move around and to be able to move around the state more and even to do seminars around the state so Focusing. location independent kind of business for yourself where it's it's yeah. very much online um and delivering and making still being effective and making um, a difference in people's lives, but doing it uh, through a web sort of service versus in person. Um, So essentially you can go that one to many versus that one-on-one because I guess your time would, well, like everyone's time, your time's limited and there's a limit to how much time you, how many people you can spend uh, every year working with. Yep. So, That's how, right. so the one to many, the one to many when you might do a regional seminar and mm-hmm. they might be there for a few days and you deal with one on ones with the people that actually say, Hey, can you give me some more help? Mm-hmm. But I still enjoy the sort of the one on one working through. Also a very good way to, to get product feedback if you're actually working through it with somebody and realizing, hey, this works really well, or gee, everybody gets stuck on that point. I need to rework that in the product. So it that makes it a better product. Sure. So to a lot of the people listening, I'm sure they're getting vibes of uh is it scott from barefoot investor so how what how's what you do different to say the barefoot investor obviously you don't have a book uh yet or is there is there a book in the works or what's how's what's the difference there's there's not a book but with with the packages each each of the budgeting packages whether it's whether it's a one pager or whether it's a single pager on a screen for a for a young child who who wants to look after their pocket money. So it ranges from that. So a young child might get five dollars a week for babysitting their younger brother, mowing the lawn. What do they want to spend it on? Well, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can you talking, can kind of sort all that. Topping up their phone or a present for mum or something like that, and and they can see they can see five you know ten year old can see five hundred dollars going through their annual budget. And, and wanting to save for Christmas or something like that. Yeah, so this is really about giving people, well, no matter who you are, whether you're young or old, um, skills, money skills that I would argue should be taught at a school level, should be ingrained in everyone when they're growing up. Is that That's right. yes. fair to say? Yeah, exactly. And I've actually spoken to people about that, about actually going into high schools. It's not just in the economics class, mm-hmm. in the same way schools used to but don't as much anymore even teach home economics it used to be all to the girls that's how old i am that i went to school <laughs> home economics yeah it was, it was teaching cooking but they yeah. sort of they teach cooking but they didn't teach budgeting so they've actually got to bring that back in and you see more and more shows 
on television these days saying you've got to be financially savvy, you've got to actually learn to budget. I mean, why aren't we teaching our kids to budget? Yeah. So it but getting back to you said, is there a book? Well, the instructions are so clear on how to work each product. That's almost the book in terms of you know, your, your gross income, mm-hmm. your tax, opportunity to salary sacrifice, how you're going to spend your money. And, and some, of the pay, some of them have a report that actually has your income, your tax, your super, your cash flow, and at the bottom, your own personal balance sheet. Yeah. Did you get? Wow. Did you actually increase your personal position during the year, or did you go backwards? Because yes. You spent so, are there? I can't think of any tools that are like this. Um, I, I have looked, but I I haven't seemed to f- find anything along these lines. Is, is it fair to say that uh, there aren't many other tools like this? There aren't many other competitors out it, there. I think it is fair to say that. I've probably looked longer and harder than you have actually to see to see what else is out there mm-hmm. to make. To make the budget package unique, you can look on the on the government websites and sure there's there's a bit of stuff of you know take the money coming in um, and do you want to mix mix and match it, but they're kind of not packaged packaged in sort of a tight fashion. So my, some of these packages they're really quite small on your on your on your computer, which is a very important thing. You can even to the extent they're designed so that you can send it backwards and forwards to your advisor. It's quite mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually does help you organise your tax position. What if I do salary package a car? Do I sacrifice more super? First homeowner superannuation scheme has actually got a separate spot for that, and, and calculates when you take it out to buy your first home. So yeah, all the um, it is a very much a beginning to end for one, two, or three jobs. Mm-hmm. If it's a young person who really wants to get ahead, they've got their main job. There's another job. Well, that actually takes those three jobs, and then. We'll, calc- we'll work out your PAYG from each one as you go along and then add the three together and work out your tax at the end of the year. Right. So it's a tool to really also actively get an idea of your current financial position in terms of, you know, what, how much tax you've got to set, set aside and how much tax you'll be paying and what money you'll be getting back and, and yes. all that sort of thing as well. So personal finances really. That's right. So if you, okay. if you started now and it's the beginning of August, you could build yourself a good budget for for going through to June 2020 mm-hmm. on, on what you know you'll do. And it's like, well, if I want to go overseas on that holiday, year yes. and a half, I need an extra $10,000. So at the moment it tells me I need to get that from somewhere. Well, let's go and see if I get a second job and I'll put that in there and if I can get five hours a week or 10 hours a week, I'll look, I can spare that. 10 hours a week, that I can, I can earn and save that money I might earn 10000 but it's going to take 2000 from me in tax, which might seem high on 10 but remember, I've already got the other job up there, so I moved into a different tax bracket. So it'll, yeah. show, it'll, show, it'll explain all that and take away, all, take away all the surprises of that, getting that second job, then getting to the end of the year and going, you have to pay tax. What? Yes. Yeah, okay. where did so, this come from? Where did this come from? Why didn't somebody tell me I'd have to? Yeah. And, and so think about uh, the listeners again. Um, I just want to see, ask you if you have any quick tips that you could give us around personal finance, any, any mistakes that you've seen that people regularly do. I mean, the big, big thing for me, I think is, is that they miscalculate how much tax they're going to be paying. And um, in, in some cases, correct me if I'm wrong, but some employers don't take the correct amount of tax in terms of PAYG. And then you might be left with a debt at the end of the financial year, et cetera. Um, Employers employers can make 
employers can make that mistake mm-hmm. about, about not taking enough out. And, and it's sad to say that it is that your responsibility at the end of the year is in terms of having to pay more tax. You can, you can go back and correct them, but at the end of the day, you've still got to pay that more tax and make sure they get it right next year. Yeah. One of the, one of the ones these days that gets a, a lot of people who might be doing a little bit of salary sacrifice, they're encouraged by every morning show and every website to say, try and put more away into your superannuation, sacrifice a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So they might have been earning, let's say their salary is, is, 60, is 65000 and their super is calculated on, on that 65000 If they sacrifice some of that money, some of that gross income and to add more into their super, which they've been encouraged to do, a less than scrupulous employer might say, well, you just put 2000 in, so now I've only got to pay you superannuation on on sixty three thousand, because that's a, that's only my that's my obligation on your taxable income. Right. Be, be very aware that if you're if you're going to do salary sacrificing for your superannuation or a car, more and more people are encouraged to do that. Make sure that you ensure that your employer is paying your your super on your on your full wage and not your net wage after you've sacrificed, because that you think you you're doing the right thing here, but it can be very costly here, and the net effect can be even negative yes. in the longer term because uh, you're getting less into your super. Yeah. Start sacrificing to super and and saving and investing as soon as you can. Talking to a young fellow the other day and he was putting whatever spare money he had or he was making sure he had spare money and he was putting it into managed funds. And mm-hmm. he said, old me is going to love young me because, because this money I'm putting now will be worth a lot yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's not much, it's not much to give up now, but it's going to be a it'll be a lot for me later on, and I'm going to yeah. think I'm a pretty good bloke for doing it. And it's a compounding effect, isn't it? At the end of the day, a, a coffee a week doesn't seem like much in the short term, and it and it isn't. But a coffee a week ends up being fifty coffees in a year. Um, and, that's and right. And that's you, what and you put two hundred two hundred and fifty dollars into your into your managed funds or something like that. Yeah. And it, you said it's that compounding effect. And that's and without taking into account that growth that their managed fund would have anyway. So your $5 is actually worth more in the future than it is right now, regardless. Yes. Yeah. Very soon. Very soon. It's, 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 it it earns interest and then that interest starts earning interest on itself. That's called Mm. the power of compounding. And Albert Einstein actually said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) So something to keep in mind. Yeah. 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 Time, and, time, time in your portfolio, you know, is, is the most valuable thing you can get. Yeah. So um, going back to your, your career and what you're doing, um, so can, you, can you take me back to some key milestones? I'd, I'd love to hear about, you know, points at which, um, so let's say when you came back to Australia, um, what, what, you know, what milestones did you kind of hit to to go, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is, you know, this is, um, let's say, this is how much I have in the bank and this gives me this freedom. What was that journey like looking at, looking at the milestones that you hit throughout your career and how you reacted to the positives or the negatives that, of, of those things? Yeah. Well, moving, moving back from Australia coincided with the starting of the, with a family, the eldest of now is, is 2021, 20, mm-hmm. okay, who's, now, who's now studying at university, as is the second one. And the third one will be studying at university next year as well. So really from moving back from Australia, which was 1997 or so, it, it, 
I actually allowed myself a couple of months. I'd been working fairly hard and, and putting in sort of six and a half day weeks, six and a half, six and a half day weeks, traveling around on planes, off planes, on planes. So it was, it was wonderful to have sort of earned a couple of, a couple of months sabbatical. I grew up in uh-huh. Armadale, which had a university town and everybody there seemed to go on sabbatical leave. Uh-huh. So, so I had sort of, you know, after 15 years working at that stage, I'd also thought I'll take a couple of years sabbatical with a new with a new child, and it was just a great opportunity to be able to be able to have that. Yeah, and then did you decide from that point onwards, once you came back, that you were going to go into business for yourself or work for yourself, or did you work for someone else for a while? Or I did. I did some contracting work, but I thought um, I will be I will work for myself, but work work for others, so you can stay your own person and actually control your own destiny a little more. Than having other people decide what you're doing. There's a little bit more. There's a little bit more risk in that, but you can you can look at the numbers and say, hey, I've I've got the I've got the foundation to be able to go and do that now. So so being in Canberra, I've done I've worked for a small private enterprise. I've worked for some of the larger government agencies where you're going and do a project, mm-hmm. and I'm always on always on the financial side, mm-hmm. and I got good feedback on that in terms of doing financial analysis for the for the provider panels and that sort of thing. Right, okay. Where where then the big firms that I kind of used to work for a long, long time ago would be bidding for work. They didn't know who I was. They'd been gone long enough. There wasn't any um, any, any any link there. So it was really a case of working out, okay, what do we need? This is a good way to do it. You're sort mm-hmm. of looking out super um, and, go, and, going, and going from there. That's right. Yeah. So it sounds like business for you has been um, – correct me if I'm wrong, but quite a um, lifestyle thing, um, more than just money. It's for you, business is about how it works in with the life kind of life that you want to lead and the kind of life that you want to have. Is that accurate? It, it has been because I really, really had to sort of, you know, look, looking, out, looking after children and making sure they're okay first. It's, work, it's finding a job that actually could work work around making sure they were taking places, making sure they were doing what they want. So if you're finding projects that's like, well, I can read them a story, then put them to bed, and then I can work on this project yeah. and, and deliver the project, mm-hmm. if what way that was, um, that fitted much more into the lifestyle. I think more and more people these days are realizing that, that making, that, that fitting, fitting, your, fitting your work in around your own needs and fitting your own needs around your work should be given an equal, an equal weighting. Yeah, instead of say missing, you know, missing the kids' recital or um, missing sport yeah. for for work, it's about how you can get the work done, um, but also yeah, go to sport about, and coach the team. It's about making sure you go to that recital first. Yes. Because you do a transition at that stage from saying, "Well, you've, you know, I've had my life growing up. Now I'm grown up. Now I've got to take responsibility for this next lot, and then do, and then doing it that way, and yeah. getting and getting and getting the fun and the joy out of them." Um, of course. Yeah. yeah. And it, so it sounds like you almost, you hopped on that wave before it's, I mean, I would say in the last, over the last couple of years, it's really started to become a wave that people are making financial, oh, sorry, making uh, lifestyle decisions that, that obviously affect them financially and in, in their business. But it sounds like you hopped on that train very early. Yeah. And, and then people might think, gee, you're working, you're working longer, but you're not really, your working hours might spread out, but you've got the, You've you've got the breaks and the gaps in yeah. there, and I think you're finding more and more now for studying university, for example, it's like 
if you can work in 10 minute packets and then stop and do another 10 minute packet. So it's kind of like packaging your work up into this around everything else rather than having that. Yeah, that nine to five. Nine to five, the Dolly Parton sort of. Yeah, I mean, you know, work, working for myself, I can totally, totally see the same thing happening in that um, some days you just, you just don't want to get into work till a bit later on, um, in, you know. Yeah. Um, and or if you're like me, you're not necessarily a morning person or the most productive early in the morning. And that means yeah. that you can have a 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. day if you know that, you know, after you have a nice big lunch is when you really become productive or are really creative. And then you just work till 7 o'clock and head home afterwards and just gives yeah. that flexibility around what you're doing. That's right. Or you, or you might find, you might be thinking, well, I've got an admin day tomorrow, but you wake up and you're thinking, this is too beautiful a day to waste on admin and my mind's in a really good place. I'm going to do some creative stuff. Or yeah, go outside and sketch or go outside and come up with concepts. Yeah, or do some good stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, you need a break. I'll just take the, do- I'll take the dogs for a walk for half yeah. an hour. And, take and nobody, I don't think there's anybody that can't tell you they haven't come up with the, with the best idea of the day while they've been outside walking their dog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so true. Cause yeah. Cause they're watching, yeah. they're watching that dog and get, he's, he's, he's looking so happy. It's like, why is he, why is, you know, yeah. And it just yeah. feeds back to you and your mind is all the rest of the clutter goes away. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Future Drive podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. It goes a long way to helping us. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, email us at hello at f-u-t-u-r-e-t-r-i dot b-e. If you haven't already, become a part of the tribe on Facebook. Go to f-u-t-u-r-e-t-r-i dot b-e slash f-b and invite your friends. We're just getting started and we would love to see you there. That's it from us. I hope this episode has empowered you to keep working on bettering your future. It's a pleasure to have you as part of the tribe. See you next time.